the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. is always on the wrong side of history, as said by people that are with him and worked with him. He never made a correct foreign policy decision. Biden is a puppet for China. Son walked out with 1.5 billion. I think it's a little bit. Allowing them to rip off America for many years. Now they're paying us billions and billions of dollars. We give a lot of it to our farmers. We have plenty left over. China's not exactly happy with me. That was, of course, the rally, Tulsa, Oklahoma, this weekend. I'm Sebastian Gorka, former deputy assistant to President Trump. This is the Battle for 1600, co-hosted by, he's changed his bio on his Twitter feed, Trump 2020 campaign, strategic advisor for coalitions, former former special assistant to POTUS, and it says at the end of his bio, right here, I can see, I can see it. Battle for 1600, Battle for 1600 podcast. That's right. I, I think we've made it, Boris. You've put us in your bio on Twitter. You know how they, that it works so <laughs> interestingly. You could put your own exploits on your own Twitter bio. It's uh, amazing. It's are you amazing. sure? Are you sure they might censor you? I was just going to say, I wonder if at Jack, <laughs> at Twitter, at Twitter safety, oh, oh, they're, they're probably triggered. Oh, no, it's that Boris. Did he, it's that Seb Gorka. Did he use the word battle? I'm going to melt. I'm a snowflake. So mel- only, <laughs> only melting, of course. Only melting, of course, if it's us. If it's Sean King going after churches. If it's the Going liberals. after Jesus. Jeez, Jesus. Not Goodness churches, gracious. Jesus. Jesus. Right. And listen, listen, you know, I'm an Old Testament guy, obviously, right? But you better believe I am all in for making sure that, that you all my friends, all Americans who believe in Jesus, who believe, in, who are Christian, have the right to to pray to the Jesus they want to. Goodness gracious, what world are we living in? So we're starting off hot. Usually we talk about cigars first, but we're getting right into <laughs> cigars it. Cigars so, or whiskey. Cigars, c- cigars or, whiskey. or whiskey. But that'll wait. Can, let me, so, no, no, no. Let's jump straight in. I had cigars with my son who has caught the cigar bug and a little bit of warning he was very excited he went to my cigar store and he had um, he bought this very cool looking cigar it was wrapped in an extra leaf and had this little red ribbon it was like so cool so look at dad look at this cigar it's got an extra and he had to unwrap it and take it off it was he lit it it was like an old shoe lesson 
Don't go for the novelty product. Stick to the things you know. Am I right, Boris? Oh, totally. totally. <laughs> I wonder, what, can you say, do you not want to say what kind it was? What's the brand? I'll, I'll have to go back and find the brand in, in, oh. in the ashtray, but we, we immediately deferred to my favorites. I got him an Oliva, and he was happy. There you go. Good, you're a good man. <laughs> you, you know, sometimes the, the, the funky, the fancy schmancy, mm. you don't need that. No. There's, you know, you go with the standbys. I will tell you that a cigar that I've enjoyed and the cigar that people you and I know in common who smoke cigars enjoy is, are the Gurkhas. Have you ever had a Gurkha? I've, I've had one once. I like strong cigars. I, I, I like the Gurkha. I'll be deadly honest here, and I'm, I don't get any promo whatever cuts from anybody on cigars. They're a little pricey, Boris. Uh, Am I they, right? Am I right? You know, it, it depends. I mean, they... I, I, and I don't get any promos either, full disclosure. No, just, this is us talking about what we right. like. Right, we're just talking right? about cigars. How that we so like. right. the nice thing about Gurkhas, they span the gamut. They have the, they actually have, I think, the most expensive cigar on the market. It's this Louis the Thirteenth cognac <laughs> dip fancy thing. Nice. But in terms of a regular, you know, a, a, a regular everyday cigar, they're, they're about on the level of the Olivas. You know, they're in that okay. level. You, you okay, okay. I'll give them another try. I'll give, give them, them another try. try. Oh, uh, next time I see you, next time we go celebrate, I'll bring I'll you for a couple. Our, for our re- Remote broadcast. Are we, are we going to do that? Are we going to do that? I think we we absolutely have to. Chad, do that. can you make that happen? We, we'll we'll give you a respirator to save you from the smoke of the cigars. Hey, I, I enjoy a cigar every once you in do? a while. You yeah, do? All right, little things you keep secret from your boss. What's going on here? We're, we're all going to be smoking. It's the, <laughs> the team. The team's going to be. It's going to be a, sm- a cigar the, smoke out. The microphones might be a little smelly afterwards, but we'll have a lot of fun. This is the battle for sixteen hundred. If you like this. You've got to spread the word. Give, we've got, I think we've got five stars. I mean, our reviews are nuts. People love this podcast. Spread the word. And by the way, if we're going to talk business, I don't think I've done it on the podcast. And since it's a blowing up, especially when we post it on Saturday, the YouTube version, I'm going to talk about a little trip I'm taking. I'd like oh, to smuggle you yes. with to me the homeland. To, the, to the holy land where it all began. It's, of course, our Stand With Israel 2020 tour and with Mike Lindell. Yes, the man who's hiding out right now in your bathroom cabinet, Mr. My Pillow, is going to join me and maybe the Baron, who knows, for the trip of a lifetime. December 2nd to 11th, you want to be there right now. Go register. Go to sebgorka.com. That's our website, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com. Click on the Stand with Israel 2020 tour. Book your seats right now. You don't want to miss it. You know, and I want to say something about that. Yeah. I've, I've had the wonderful experience of being in Israel, of spending time in the Holy Land. And for those of you who have not or have, go try to go on this trip. There's something so special about the moment that really stands out to me. There was a couple, you know, being... Uh, you know, being a Masada that has... Oh, that that, that, I, you are a mind reader because they've said, I get to choose where we go. And they said, you know, Jerusalem, Sea of Galilee, uh, we're going to go to Tel Aviv. And I said, we've got to go back to Masada. That fort, that, you're just stepping into history, Boris. It's, it's incredible. Unbelievable. So that's, that stands out to me. Um, of course, you know, the Dead Sea stands out to me. <laughs> but being, in, I was in Jerusalem on a Friday night, the start of Shabbat. And, you know, you're looking over old Jerusalem, you're looking at the temple, you're looking at the Golden Dome, and 
I will tell you that holiness permeates, no matter what your yeah. religion is. You no feel it. You feel it. You're back up, but do you, don't you, you feel it. Yeah, you it, feel it, it. It's, it's right there. It's right there. Yeah. You feel it, and you're impacted by it. So for those of you who haven't been, or those of us who have been, uh, it's always a, a true experience, unlike any other, to go to Israel. So I urge everybody to come along, and I hope I get to also. I, I'm going to have to pay you a commission. That was, that was <laughs> good. Deal. That was good. Can I pay you in cigars? 100% or single malt. So both. How about both? I'll take both. I'm, I, you know, I'm easy. I'll take both. Are we going to talk about politics? Yes, we're going to talk about politics. Okay. We're going to talk about what's going on. We're going to talk about Nancy. We're going to talk about the insanity on the streets of Seattle and elsewhere. We're going to talk about the incredible, incredible business figures, 17.7% increase in consumer spending in the United States. Remarkable figures. But let's start with that little clip that I, I played at the beginning from the President's Rally in Tulsa. A um, l- lot of fake news out there. A lot of fake news. I need to get Boris's response. So... Um, over a million registrants, uh, there was huge amounts of fake news, even from NPR, government-funded NPR, with photographs taken before everybody arrived of empty seats and so on and so forth. The arena was not full, as expected. And then we have what? We have the Democrats. We have Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. We have leading people on the left bragging bragging about how they punked the campaign, punked the president, used TikTok used their teenage followers to use TikTok to register for places that were not filled. Two comments from me, and then the the mic is yours, Boris. Number one, TikTok is run by the Communist Party of China, okay? So they're bragging about using Communist China's technology to undermine a political event. Can you say collusion? Secondly, the whole bragging about how they undermine a political rally of another party, for me, Boris, indicates their utter contempt for our republic and for politics. Because if they think that they can laugh about undermining a political party rally, then they'll do anything to undermine an election, surely. You got it right. That's exactly the point. The left is so triggered by Donald Trump. They're so triggered by the strength of our movement, so triggered by the fact that Americans see right through the leftist hate and racism and chaos, that they do anything and everything at this point. And how is that not collusion, right? If you're, if, if you're working with a foreign-controlled, foreign-owned entity in TikTok, with China owns and controls, uh, how, how is that not colluding against an opposing party? Do you think that Adam Shifty Schiff is going to be looking into that one anytime soon? I doubt he spent th- he only spent three years on the Russia hoax, which turned out to be totally nothing, right? So right. Wh- why pay attention to this? But you know, th- and and here's the deal: I am not an, a technology expert. I've always told you that that's not not you know that's not my purview, not my background. But the origins, existence, funding, control of TikTok should absolutely be looked into. And not only, not only that, not only that, people need to understand this is an app for making little short videos and posting them on social media. The app absorbs, registers your bio data, scans your face, and it's a Chinese app that is owned by the government. Let's be just clear. When you, my son, 21-year-old son, we were talking about social media, we are driving around last week, and I mentioned TikTok, and he said, TikTok? I'm never going to download that. That's Chinese, and it registered your bio data. 
That's the reality, Boris. And the Democrats are are boasting about using it in a political context. Right. So you're 100% correct. Your son's right. That's point one. Point two, it's all BS. Sure, they tried, but is that really what happened? No, that's not what happened. First of all, 12,000 people showed up to that rally, okay? That is a huge turnout in the middle of a pandemic, let's be honest, that we're still dealing with, and with the media obsessively giving negative coverage to the rally, saying there's going to be violent protests, etc., with their protesters being in place blocking entry, 12,000 people. Have you seen the picture of Joe Biden's events lately? Yes. He could barely scrape together 10 people. If Joe Biden got 12,000 people to show up for an event, the media would be saying that he's the second coming. Okay? <laughs> the second, he, uh, Sean King would be saying Joe Biden is the new Jesus. Okay? He's, but, he's the wrong color, though, remember? Right. Sean, Sean King said the statues of white Jesus must be taken down. Can, can I ask you a question? And I've been sort of researching this a little bit, and I'm not making any statement. What's the deal with this guy, Sean King? There's some, some disputed facts about his own background, right? Well, of course, he's white, and he pretends it, not that's to, what be. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be. Is he he's white? Like, he's like Dolezal, right? Uh, uh, you know, cornrows does not make you black. I'm sorry. It's very simple. Is that, the, is, is that true? Like, what does he contend? I haven't looked into it too much. Is he saying he's biracial? What's his real background? Uh, I think he's as white as white can be. It's like Rachel Dolezal's parents who said, yeah, we're white and she's our biological daughter. That's the facts. I mean, this is, this is, if you want to talk about cultural appropriation, this is a little bit worse than putting up a kente cloth right. for, your, for your stunts a la Nancy. This is people who, well, look, the president said, remember? Remember the president said, what was it, a year ago, Boris? What next? Are they going to come after right. statues of right. George Washington? Now and it's statues are. of Jesus. Yeah. And, and they're going after the emancipation statue, which, by the way, Democrats, Lincoln was a Republican. Oh, and by the way, the statue you want to take down. What, is it, what day is it today? Is it Wednesday? It's what, tomorrow. They want to take it down tomorrow. tomorrow. They want to take it down Thursday. Do you know about the history of that statue? Do you know that Frederick it was paid Douglas for, spoke. paid for right. by freed slaves? Frederick Douglass spoke. He was there when it was unveiled. When it was unveiled, correct, at the dedication. This whole thing, and I, I, I hope the DC, the DC police do the right thing. I hope that America. But hang do on, the hang right on, thing. hang on. It's it's federal property. It's federal property. It's not just the DC police. It's got to be the U.S. Park Service. You I know, hope it's, they it's, do the right thing. Right. And the president now said that he wants the veterans. Memorial Preservation Act put in place and used, and anybody who defaces federal property like that faces 10 years. The president's working on an executive order on this, too. But let's look at the broader picture. Let's look at the you got frauds like Sean King. You've got complete idiots like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You've got the left totally deranged. You've got people defacing George, defacing churches in St. John's. Tearing down George Washington, tearing down Ulysses S. Grant, who won the Civil War for the Union yeah. against the Confederacy. Right. Okay. And where's Joe Biden in all this? Where's barely there Biden? He's what is he napping the uh, whole time? I'll tell you. I'll tell you where he is. Joe Biden is getting wrong his pre-recorded answers to a video. Yet again, he doesn't know how to operate a teleprompter. I guess. Let's play this cut, Eric. Let's play. Hiding creepy Joe Biden video cut two. Now, there's another question. I think we have a 
uh, a question coming up uh, uh, now from someone else. Is that true? Am I correct? Hi, President that? Obama, MVP Biden. My name is Flor Garcia. I'm from Seattle, Washington. My question to you is, what are you going to do to make the health care system more accessible to people of color? You're an ICU nurse, aren't you? Is that what I was told? Well, the answer is, I think she is. This pandemic is. She, she, he doesn't even know what questions being asked. Boris, this is the, all the evidence we need, isn't it? How did the Democrats peak, pick a man who has cognitive issues to run for the presidency? He's got, this guy has no stamina. No stamina. But it's worse than that. He doesn't know where he is or he what he's doing. He's a total mess and a little inside baseball. Yeah. For those of you who may not follow this, if you look on Twitter and you can and you click on someone's tweet, you could set you can look and see where the tweet came from. So it came Twitter for iPhone, it came Twitter for yes. computer, or it came from this thing called TweetDeck. What TweetDeck is is, is it allows several people to to manage access to right. manage someone's right. Twitter account and to post from that account remotely. And listen, you're a media personality, I'm a media. We've all done it, right? You have to do it sometimes to you know if you want to post a clip of something like that, but. Twitter is supposed to be an engagement tool. So if you use it correctly, you're engaging with Americans. That's what Donald Trump does. That's why he has such high authenticity. That's why he's got such great numbers on Twitter, the great numbers on social media. But what does Joe Biden do? About If you look, about 95% of Biden's tweets come out of absolutely nowhere. They, they are apropos nothing. <laughs> and, there's, and you click on them, you know what they say? There's a phrase for that. There's a Tweet phrase. That. Brain farts. Right. They're just random brain farts. They're random brain farts of a, some 23-year-old staffer <laughs> while, while Joe is taking a long nap. He's, he's resting a lot, okay? And they're using TweetDeck to tweet from him. And it's nothing like, you know, we'd be talking about China. And he says, President Trump is wrong on his Cuba policy. What? Joe, hello, where are you? He's pretty much in like, you know, two plus three equals Apple land, okay? I mean, this guy is totally, Biden is totally lost. He does not have, and, and there was a great, you know, a great ad that the campaign, the Trump campaign put out. He does not have the strength, the stamina, or the fortitude to be president. No, absolutely right. Absolutely right. And, he, and, he, and this isn't just spin, right? I mean, you're a huge supporter of President Trump. Absolutely. We'd support him over any other candidate. But to your point... What are the Democrats thinking? I mean, they've got a whole party of people, right? They, I mean, they couldn't pick somebody w- with a pulse, but I guess not. Have you? By the way, I tweeted this. Did you see the video of that virtual fundraiser of Biden and President Obama and how no distraught I, I, no. Obama looked? No, he did. I saw it, the, his face. Uh, I didn't watch the whole video. Was it another one of his incredibly low-energy post-presidential performances? It was terrible. I'll text you. It was terrible. Obama looks like he's going to cry when Biden talks. He looks like he's going to cry. It's it's just it's the saddest thing in the world. Uh, And 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 that's what the Democrats are. Look at it. And and even. It's strange. The, the, the setup behind Obama is, is kind of empty and disheveled. The whole thing is very low energy. The whole thing is very sad. I shout it to you. And that's where we live in now. We live in the world where President Obama, who's 
ostensibly knows Vice President Biden the best of anybody over the last 10 years. Should do. Right? He wants nothing to do with Biden. It's obvious. You look at that video and you could just tell Obama's, oh, man, get me out of here. (laughs) Because Biden is droning on about some sort of some sort of Cold War, peaceful Cold War, warm Cold War, and then says, well, what are we talking? And then Biden says, what are we talking about? He, yeah, he, he has endorsed him. About? He has endorsed him, right? That was his low energy video. He finally did endorse him, right? Yeah, kind of. He said, well, you know, I know Joe. They asked me to do this video. And we talked about that too. The crazy thing is that wasn't live. That was pre-taped the endorsement. They couldn't have said, hey, come on, Mr. President. Can we get a little more umphier? That's the best take they got. Probably did 20 takes just to get that low energy one. <laughs> It's incredible. Let, let's let's talk about one one other person. Um, I hate to do this, but it, it's really quite egregious what she's done. Uh, just today, this is two cuts from Nancy Pelosi on CBS Radio. You ju- just when you think you've seen it all, and they can't get any more immoral in the tools they use in the political space, this is what the Speaker of the House did on cbs radio shad cut 20. for something to happen they're going to have to face the realities of police brutality the rallies of the need for justice in policing and the recognition that there are many many good people in in, um, law enforcement but not all and that we have to address those concerns Uh, so when they admit that and have some suggestions that are worthy of consideration but so far, they were trying to get away with murder, actually, the murder of George Floyd. Um, do you believe what you just did, C- calling calling us murderers? I do, because it's Nancy Pelosi. I'll believe anything. Whoever's, whoever's given her this information, winding her up and setting her out there, pretty much, you know, there's no surprising me with Nancy Pelosi anymore. I mean, she's a... A complete embarrassment to that office. But to say to, to say with we are trying to get away with murder, Boris. Right. That, doesn't that mean that, that there literally are no limits to what the left will do to win? Remind me, who was the mayor of Minneapolis where George Floyd died? Uh, was killed. A Republican. Mm. Oh, you mean Fry? You mean Jacob Fry, the Democrat? Yeah, I think it is a Democrat, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. What what about Seattle? What about Portland? What about Baltimore? What about D.C.? What about anywhere where there's been violence? Oakland. What, what, what was the last What's time? The, what was the last time the state of Minnesota voted for a Republican? Oh, you're the history guy. You tell us. It has been. Seventeen ninety-two, right? <laughs> Close, I believe, and I'm going to double check this. I believe it was nineteen sixty. Oh my gosh, sixty years! But the, no, I'm wrong. Th- but does, I'm wrong. You're wrong. He's working away. I can hear his thumbs. Fifty-six. My gosh, nineteen fifty. Not eighteen. No, nineteen fifty. <laughs> they voted for Eisenhower. Nineteen fifty-six so, over Adelaide Stevenson. But but. You know, I always want to be positive. I always want to be a happy warrior. But but when, how many weeks is it? What, five weeks since George Floyd was killed? Right. How is it, I say it on my show almost every day, 
but the fact that, that no one, no one has banged the drum every day to say wherever there is a problem in America when it comes to killings, shootings, mass violence, police violence, gang violence, when, when you have Chicago, 102 people shot at the weekend, including a three-year-old boy who was murdered, why is nobody, nobody talking about the fact every single place is run by Democrat mayors and governors? It's a mess. And by the way, I'm going to fact check myself. It's seven, it was 72. The Minnesota voted for 72. It doesn't uh, matter. For, it's I just it's wanna, generations. Generations. Well, it's, of course, it's generations. I, you know, whoever the haters are, are listening to us. Oh, sorry. Media Matters, you type, is emo typing away? They, right. got, they got very, very distraught. They wrote multiple articles about me because I said I don't like wearing a mask. Oh, did you hurt their feelings? I think I did. I think they may have oh. gone home and cried like Stealthy. Oh, no. Brian oh, Stelter. Stelty. Stelty. Stop. Forgot all about Stelty. <laughs> yeah. So to your point, we are in a moment in this country where the Democrats control a lot of the inner cities. Yeah. The Democrats control the worst run states. I mean, Illinois with Pritzker is another example. And the Democrats are the ones on whose watch a lot of this hate is occurring. And on his watch, the, the looting and the rioting is occurring. I mean, look at Muriel Bowser in Washington, D.C. She's a disaster. Yeah. But then Nancy Pelosi goes out there and says, well, it's, it's somehow the Senate Republicans are, the, are to fault. Senate, Senate Democrats today did not allow Tim Scott's policing bill to move forward to debate. Forget to be, to be passed. They didn't allow the only African-American Republican senator's bill to move forward to debate. Yeah. And because why? Because it doesn't go far enough? Is that what they really think? Or is it just because it's a Republican that's putting it forward? Well, and, and Pelosi was challenged after calling all Republicans murderers. And then after her CBS radio interview on MSNBC, she was asked whether or not she wishes to apologize, Boris. When you were speaking yesterday, you said that Republicans are, quote, trying to get away with murder, actually, the murder of George Floyd. Senate Republicans are demanding an apology for that statement. Will you apologize? Absolutely, positively not. No shame, Boris. No shame. No shame. Is Nancy Pelosi okay? Is that, is Has that, she ever been? Did I? Is that a little slurring there? What's happening? Uh, uh, she, does she have a couple of pops for the interview in the morning? Could be the dentures. Who knows? What's happening over there? She, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Democrats as a whole are so disgustingly divisive, right? We as Republicans, what do we want? We want safety and prosperity in this country. Right. That's for, what we want. For everyone. Correct. Irrespective everyone. of skin color, class, education, Everyone, and that's what the president wants. So, absolutely, you have not seen any any conservative say anything but the facts about the terrible killing of George Floyd. Yeah. We have all condemned it. We've all said it's terrible. The president has signed an executive order on safe policing. And what have the Democrats done? Blamed, fanned the flames of looting and rioting. Or abandoned or police precincts called it as uh, the mayor of Seattle said the autonomous zone where people have been shot and killed. It's just a block party, Boris. Oh yeah, it's just like Woodstock. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's having a nice old time. Woodstock, Wood, Woodstock with AR-15s. Well, right, and murder. Yeah, it's 
you know. Oh, the, by the way, the the guy that was killed was a kid, just graduated, nineteen years old, murdered in Chad's. Horrible. Here's here's the fact, though. The fact of the matter that we are experiencing a real schism in this country, right? A real divide, and the contrast has never been clearer between a president of law and order, of strength, and of, yes, unity, versus a lost soul in Joe Biden who has given in to the far left in his party, who has no answers on anything. I mean, just today I got a back, I got in a back and forth with one of your favorites, Ron Klain. Oh, I saw that. Right. And, you know, the Dems, they always come at you with some nonsense. You know, oh, well, you know, the president had too many loopholes in his, in his restriction of travel from China. Well, what? Well, yes, idiots. He allowed for Americans for to come U.S. Back. citizens to yes. come home. You moron! Right. While yeah. Joe Biden said that the whole ban, the whole restriction, was xenophobic and was and, against and it. hysterical. He called it xenophobic and hysterical. Exactly. So that's where the left is. They have no position. They don't have any consistent perspective, any consistent view. They're just lurching, lurching between extreme positions, lurching toward chaos. And I will tell you, I've done, I think, seven or eight radio interviews just today because I put out a, an op-ed on uh, Bolton on, on how oh, we have to discuss Bolton. John Bolton okay. is yeah, yeah. I've done seven or eight interviews today all over the country. Pennsylvania, Louisiana, Wyoming, uh, Nevada, uh, and uh, on, you know, Colorado, and I have a bunch more after we finish talking. And everywhere you talk to, everywhere that I go, you know, virtually, it's, it's the radio – you hear the same thing. Americans want America. Americans want to stand up for our country. Americans want to be, again, prosperous and safe. They don't want whatever it is that Joe Biden's offering, which is just an amalgamation of nonsense. Yeah, that's a good good summary of what he offers America. Um, two more questions we have to cover. You've mentioned him. Let's listen to somebody who I, I had some respect for uh, i thought he'd served the nation well but um that respect has gone down the drain for me this is a video cut this was a uh, part of an interview with john bolton with brett bear on fox and uh, brett asked him a a rather on point question eric let's play video cut one Speaking not credible, that is what George W. Bush said about you, uh, did not believe that you were credible. Uh, Colin Powell obviously had a lot of things to say about you. Other administrations and other people you've worked with have painted a negative picture. Is there somebody that you've worked with that has a positive perspective on your time? Well, I, I hope there are a lot of people who have a positive perspective. I've been criticized for a lot of things. There's a long list of that, I'm sure. But I've always tried to say what I thought. Um, I'm sorry, I missed... So who, who thinks highly of him that he worked with, Boris? Did I, did I miss something there? Oh, I'm sure there's people. There's that uh, guy. Sure. Well, the, 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 the guy that brought me my files in the morning? That guy? There's a guy I know. There's like, you know, you call... You know, the guy I'll who unlocked you, the skiff for me? That guy? I'll give you the phone number later. <laughs> I'll get back to you. I'll get back it's to you. It's classified. Don't my, call... My, don't my call, people will get in touch with your people, Brett, okay? Don't call me, I'll call you. Okay, so, I've, got, I've so got a guy. I have my take on, on, on John Bolton. Let, let, let's share your take. We're talking to Boris Epstein. Follow him right now. Boris EP on Twitter, breakfastwithboris.com. He is the strategic advisor for coalitions with the Trump 2020 campaign. My co-host 
on the Battle for 1600 regular guest on our show, America First. Check out this show every day, SebGorka.com. Spread the word on this podcast and give us a review. So your response to what this man has done in the last week. It's been despicable. What Bolton has, is trying to do is despicable. He's trying to make as much money as possible, but he's going to have a problem because a judge in the D.C. Circuit, a federal judge, just said, well, the book could go out, but we're probably going to garnish what you're making off this thing, including the $2 million advance. Why? Because Bolton didn't go through the declassification process. He, he wanted to rush in order to make as much money as possible and to, and to settle as many scores as possible. But here's the bottom line on John Bolton. A, nobody cares. B, he's just a disgruntled former employee who was fired, and he's now attacking his former boss who fired him. And that's what it comes down to. And listen, I'll agree with you. John Bolton has a lot of knowledge on foreign policy, a lot of knowledge on national security, but he's been wrong on most issues. And there's no way to say it any other way. If you look at what happened in Iraq, all the lives lost, trillions of dollars down the drain in Iraq and Afghanistan, They've been disasters. They've been disasters. And John Bolton was the architect of that. He promised President Trump when he came into the White House, when President Trump gave him another chance, that he would be a champion of the Trump agenda, of the Trump doctrine. But Bolton wasn't that. He pushed his own agenda. He pushed for more wars. And then he concentrated on writing this book. But now the the chickens are coming home to roost. Yeah. No, this is, um, you're right, it's despicable. The director, the general who's in charge of the National Security Agency, today made a statement uh, that this book includes top-secret classified information and its release would be detrimental to the security of the nation. And that's John Bo- John Bo- John, do you not have a conscience anymore? Is $2 million really the right. price to sell your soul and sell this right. nation? And, and let's be clear, look, there are three senior ranks for political appointees in the White House. Uh, there's deputy assistants to the president, like me. There's special assistants, the coolest sounding one, like you were. And then there's APs. There's assistants to the president. The national security advisor is an assistant to the president. Yes. Th- these, are, these are incredibly th- – these are positions that are referred to as politically commissioned officers of the president – positions of incredible trust based upon honor. Um, we, we didn't come out of the White House. I've written two books since I've come out. You, you, you've come out. You've had a career on television. You're, in, you're on my show regularly. You're on this podcast. We didn't attack the, the president of the United States. No. We didn't do kiss and tell. Isn't there a certain honor issue involved here as well? A deep honor issue, a real honor issue, an issue that that we served and John Bolton served at the pleasure of the president for the American people. We got paid by the American taxpayer. And now to turn around and do this disgusting kiss and tell based on his quote-unquote memory because he doesn't have his notes anymore, and then not to go through the declassification process, not to make sure that the book doesn't reveal uses and methods, not to make sure that American lives are not endangered by this book. That is completely dishonorable, and it debases... Bolton having the highest position in the national yeah. security apparatus of the United States outside of the president and maybe the secretary of defense, but the highest non-Senate confirmed staff position right. in the national security apparatus for sure. And that's what he did. That's what he did with that honor. 
It's despicable. I don't know how John Bolton looks looks at himself in the mirror. And the thing is that he's not. It looks like he's not going to achieve his goals. The hopefully he won't get to keep the money. A and B. We all know that these critiques are not going to mean anything to the president. Bolton is a discredited old fool, and that's what he is. Yeah, I, I found it amusing. I'll end on this. The um, our friend Eric Bowling had me on his show today to debate a a, a Democrat, and she, she said. She began her response to the question about what Bolton has done. God bless John Bolton. Well, hang on. You're a Democrat. God bless. What have you been saying, you and your comrades, about John Bolton for the last 30 years, that he's a bloodthirsty warhawk warmonger? And now, God bless John Bolton. This man will be used and then thrown on the ash heap of history, and he won't have any friends left. He will have absolutely no friends left. This is somebody who was described as a demon, an absolute devil by everybody in the media. But now that he's attacking President Trump, well, most of the media is going to want to treat him like the beacon of truth. But we see right through that. The American people see right through that. So that hypocrisy, again, here's that word, that hypocrisy of the left taking somebody that they've derided forever, for decades, and now they're building him up, it just is not going to fly. Yeah, absolutely. You're a pathetic man, John Bolton, and you will be soon forgotten. This is the the Battle for 1600 podcast with my friend Boris Epstein, and uh, we have one big question. I, I love how you bring your perspective of politics, of pragmatism, love of country to this podcast. And then out of the blue, you'll, you'll have this historic inject. And, and this is what I want you to apply right now. So, so we're having statues desecrated across yep. the nation. We're having churches attacked. We're having Teddy Roosevelt, the statue to Teddy Roosevelt that was, you know, a, a theme of fun and entertainment in a couple of children's movies. The statue outside the New York History uh, Natural History Museum removed because the director says it causes pain. Now, Boris, um, my parents escaped a communist dictatorship. My parents uh, suffered under children as children under a fascist regime. You and your family managed to get out of the post-communist Soviet space and, and build your lives here in America. Put into broader perspective for our listeners and our viewers, what kind of people go after statues and what's their real objective? The people who go after statues are the people who want to erase the history, mm-hmm. erase the success, and debase this country. That's who wants to do it. Because, and, and if you look at the statues they're going after, it's George Washington, our first president and the founder of this country. It's Ulysses S. Grant, who won the Civil War. It's Teddy Roosevelt, who was the first conservationist and built this country to allow what the greatness of it is today. That's what they want to take down. And now they're after Lincoln, who emancipated the slaves. This is not about right and wrong. It's about chaos, and it's about America. So if those who are for chaos, they want to erase history, and they want to draw their own history, just like the book 1984 by George Orwell. Yeah, That's what it is, that any semblance of old history gets erased, and there's a new history that gets written. And what that new history is, 
it beats me, but I will bet you that it, it's going to glorify left. Maybe Eugene Debs is going to be the next, the, the, the next Teddy Roosevelt, the communist who ran for president over and over again. So this is this is this is why it's so important to have have your perspective. So I was actually having this discussion with with members of my family, and they said, "Look, uh, you know, it's wrong to to vandalize. It's wrong to pull down." But but we should have you know it's time to have a discussion about those statues have a have a a debate have a discussion about them and my issue is you know what the problem with that attitude is it posits good faith on the other side right right that that they want to have a reasonable discussion you're not you're not interested in reasonable discussions. If you're using violence to begin with, right. and this and and the idea that oh well you know they'll stop at statues, Boris, they won't stop at statues. This is just the beginning. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's just it's just the beginning. What they want to do is erase this country, is erase its greatness, is erase its leadership in the world, and what's coming next is churches. Yeah. It's and it's synagogues. Yeah, and there's already been a rise in anti-Semitism. Yes, synagogues have been have been debased. Synagogues have been uh, have been you know vandalized. Vandalized, right, right. Exactly. especially in New York. Especially in New York, and also in the Midwest. Oh, can I just make a and note it, here? And, uh, once, real quick, and then yeah, what what they've done to synagogues? They now they have done to St. John's in D.C. The beautiful church right. we've talked about, and that's what we're faced with. We're faced with an, an, a total attempt to erase history and erase religion. Go, go ahead, sorry. No, um, I just wanted to note. So it was Mayor de Blasio, um, what was it, last week, maybe Thursday, who dissolved the anti-crime unit, the undercover unit of the NYPD, right. 700 officers, just so people understand, you know, in, in an age of defund the police, New York in the last year, the last calendar year, has seen a 70% increase in crime and a 60% increase in murder, Boris. And they want to defund the police. They want to defund the police. And, and the, the wife of the mayor of New York said that would be nirvana without the police. Right. And you're seeing pictures. Here's a picture from yesterday of a guy literally with a knife stuck in his head. Miracle, he's not. Miracle, he didn't die. Got away with his mild injuries somehow. But Incredible. that's what New York. That's what New York is descending into. Yeah, they're trying to desecrate the left. Is, this is the word I was looking for. They're trying to desecrate. Yes, our places of religion, our places of worship. They're trying to desecrate our safety. They're trying to get rid of America's prosperity. This is not some small movement. This is a. This is a d- dangerous, premeditated organized attempt to destroy the American way of life. And it's coming for everybody. I don't know if you saw, did you see the video of Andrea Mitchell, the, the, the leftist reporter on MSNBC? Yes. She almost got attacked. Where's the she, police? Where's the police? Where's the police? You know what I tweeted? You know what, what I said? What? I missed it. I said it's very easy to be a limousine liberal mm-hmm. when you're not faced with it in reality. Yeah. Re- Things rea- change reality, really quickly. Reality bites. Reality does bites. Bite. Where's okay. the police? La- w- w- last question for you. I-, I-, I need you to be the voice of calm, Boris. I need you to encourage our listeners across the nation, across all parts of this glorious land. 
for those who are worried, who are concerned, who have heard certain things about Tulsa, who are concerned about the next 132 days, what is your message to those who believe in the president, believe in making America great again, but who may be maybe losing a little bit of faith? Well, my message is this. Don't spend time being concerned. Do spend time being vigilant. Do spend time getting involved with the campaign. Go to DonaldJTrump.com. Start start putting up signs. Start making phone calls. Start recruiting all of your friends to even donate a dollar to the campaign for President Trump. Do everything you can to get our president reelected, and we are going to be fine. If we come at this together, we join together, and we work to get this president reelected day in and day out for the next 132 days, he will be reelected on November 3rd because he stands for the goodness of America while the left stands for the destruction of America. So don't spend time being concerned. Do spend time getting involved. It's up to us. You heard him. Go right now, DonaldJTrump.com. You've been listening to, I did it at the end. I never do that. Episode 21. Episode 21 of the Battle for 1600. Follow follow my co-host at Boris EP on Twitter, breakfastwithboris.com. I'm Sebastian Gorka. My Twitter handle, Seb Gorka, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. God bless you all. Hold the line, my friends. Thank you.